You're listening to Live 360 with Tony Sutherland, and this is episode 22. All right, guys, let's just jump right on in. I hope you're having a great Monday so far. Let's not think of it as a manic Monday or a mundane Monday or a moody Monday. It's funny how all the negative emotions just kick in on Monday morning. You know, um, we we come out of Sunday. If you If you're relaxing on Sunday and then all of a sudden back into work on Monday, you're trying to regain that momentum. For the week, you know, what you ended off on the middle of the week or Thursday, you were crushing it, you were killing it, and now you're kind of revving back up into Monday. Or maybe there's a depression sinking in. In my line of work or vocation or ministry, um, Sundays are the busiest day of the week for me. So Mondays, I like to take off, but sometimes I don't have that luxury. There's a meeting, there's an event or something going on. Some guys like to take off Fridays. I typically like to take off Mondays because I'm still trying to uh, recalibrate my mind, recalibrate things. And, you know, they say when you minister, when you preach for an hour, when you do ministry for an hour or two, it's like an eight hour workday. So all of that tension and stress um, and all of that that we put into it feels like we've worked an eight-hour day. But on top of that, we're also working seven or eight hours a day on a Sunday. So Monday's my takeoff day, but sometimes, man, I got to just regain because the family's going out the door to college, to work. And so I'm kind of helping them uh, set their day and reset their lives. I'm making my wife some coffee, a little bit of breakfast. When it's cold in the fall, I'm starting her car because I work out of the home. So, and when I say I work out of the home, I don't just relax and chillax at home on, on my work week, man. I am hustling. And this season, man, I've been hustling more than ever. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, Tony, how are you doing? Because as most of you may not know this, I am an itinerant minister. I travel around the country and around the world preaching and teaching and doing events in local churches and conferences and uh, teams and staffs, and I'm consulting. And uh, so in doing that, I work out of the home. This is my home office. I'm also a part of a staff at my local church. So I'm also doing those responsibilities. I've just got a lot going on. So I'm usually hustling. And someone asked me the other day, said, Tony, how are you doing? And I just said, well, I'm praying and I'm hustling. I'm praying a lot and I'm hustling a lot because I refuse to just let that speculation and sitting around and wondering and and not being active. When you do that, you let fear and you let anxiety and you let speculation sink in. So I've just determined to take that nervous energy or that anxiety that would be anxiety and channel it into, into being effective into being productive. I'm not using it as a medication. Don't be busy just to to mask your issues. Some people like to work because they've got other things going on in their life, so they just work. And work can be a self-medication. So don't let your work mask the issues that you need to deal with. But man, this is just my life. And I'm leveling up. I'm skilling up. I'm, uh, I, started this, I started this podcast in the middle of an international global crisis. Instead of saying, oh God, I need to bury myself in the basement with uh, tons of water and Denny Moore beef stew and just kind of hunker down and survive. No, I got busy. I got expectant and I, and I recalibrated my mind and I reset. 
So as I'm working during the week here at the house on Mondays, it's typically stuff going on. I don't get the, I don't get the full luxury of just relaxing, but I try to take my Mondays and just settle in, kind of recover a little bit, recuperate, because I really believe in that. The reason why we hit the first of the week week is because we haven't allowed ourselves to recalibrate. And we're going to talk about that today. The topic today, if you don't already know it, <laughs> you should have watched. Some of you are just clicking the play button, but the title is How to Reset Your Life. How to Reset Your Life. The focus of the word is reset. And that's not a quarterly or a semester or a yearly thing. That's almost daily to reset your mind, to refresh, hit the refresh button. Don't you think God for that refresh button on computers where you can just hit refresh or go up in the URL and hit the refresh and it refreshes the web page. That's a really good feature. We have that feature in our lives. There is a way for us to reset our lives and specifically resetting your mind, because when you reset your mind, you reset your life. We talk a lot here, folks, by the way, about the mindset, renewing the mind. We're going to really cover that today, because that's how you discover peace and joy in every area of your life through resetting your mind. So we're going to talk about that today. And by the way, before I continue, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, subscribe to this podcast share it with a friend or two, and leave us a review. When I say leave us a review, write a review. Actually write something out. Don't just hit the stars on Apple Podcasts, but write a review because every time you write a review, it helps us to help more people that are out there, for them to be aware of our channel and be aware of our podcasts and be aware of our social media and where we're at and what we're doing. I want to help people. That's why I'm sitting at this microphone right now. I'm not doing this to promote myself. I'm doing it to help others. My platform is not so that others can see me better, but my platform is so that I can reach out and see the people that I'm touching on a regular basis. So subscribe, share, and leave us a review. Write it out. It doesn't have to be fancy. Uh, just tell us what you think. We're always looking at comments, seeing what people think. It kind of helps us gauge our content, and it also helps those algorithms work in our favor. So subscribe. But today we're going to talk about resetting your life, how to reset your life. By the way, if you're listening to this on any other day than Monday, then happy day, whatever day it is. These podcasts release every Monday, so I'm just starting where I'm at. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to start where we're at. When you reset your mind, you reset your life, you have to start where you are. You can't jump to another place in time. You have to start somewhere. That's such a powerful concept. Remember that. In resetting your life and recalibrating, refreshing the page, you got to start somewhere. And it's usually and most often right where you are because you don't have anywhere else to start. You have to start right where you are. So quit projecting your thoughts always to where you want to be. Live in the present moment. Live now. The Bible says now faith is. So you got to start now if you want to re- charge your faith and get your faith to where it needs to be. You need to start now. Be in the present moment. The Bible says that he is a present help in the time of trouble. A lot of times that we go through trouble in our mind is we're thinking too far ahead or we're thinking way in the past. So you have two thieves, like Jesus had two thieves on each side of him. We have two thieves on each side of us. One is called the future and one is called the past. And when we let the 
the thief of the future steal from us? It's because we're thinking into the future. We're not even there yet. We're projecting things. We're overthinking things. We're letting our mind wander into places we've never even been. Overthinking is the act of creating scenarios and situations that do not exist. And then sometimes the thief on the other side, the thief of the past, keeps drawing us into the things that are are done, are over, are forgiven, are under the blood. We can't change it. We can't do anything about it. So living right now to reset your mind, to reset your life, you have to start where you are. You know, a lot of people get really discouraged because they see too far down the road and they're trying to start there. Like, I wish I, you know, didn't weigh what I weighed and I wish I had more money and I wish I had more influence and I wish I had this and I wish I had that. And they're trying to start there. Start where you are. That's how you set your mind right. And I want to start with Colossians chapter three, verse two. The Bible says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So that's another concept of starting where you are. A lot of people think, especially believers think that they're right here on the earth and they are, they are, We live in a, you know, we are a spirit, but we live in a body. So we are confined to flesh and earth and temporal things in some respect. But the Bible also tells us that we're seated in heavenly places with Jesus. So our true location is in the heavenly places, in authority, seated next to Jesus. That's where we operate from. When we pray, we pray from the heavenly place. We don't pray from here and pull things down. We pray from up there and send things down. In other words, let your kingdom be done on earth as it is in heaven. What I see right now, I see things around me as established and in order and victorious and settled. So starting right is a huge part of resetting your life and your mind. So let's 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 get our minds set on things above, not on earthly things. I say this so often, come above sea level. We walk by faith, not by sight. What you see is not always what is real. What you see can often be a distraction or a smoke screen or confusion or a lie or a deception. And the things that we see have to start, we have to filter everything through our position with Christ. Even in your personal life, if you're condemned and you feel guilty all the time and the enemy's pressing in on you and lying to you, you got to start from who you are and where you are and what you are. You are a child of God. You are born of his blood. You have all that you need to fulfill God's purpose in your life and the rest of your life you'll spend discovering that. So set your minds on things above. And we so often are living down here. I I liken it to this illustration. So many of us don't see that we're eagles, that we were created to soar with the eagles. But so many of us are eagles that are plucking around in the chicken pen because we don't know who we are and we're clucking and we're flapping our wings and we're walking around and we're jerking our heads and we're acting like chickens, but we're meant to be eagles. And so you're down in the chicken pen right now and it's time to set your minds on things that are higher. I was meant to soar like an eagle. Tell yourself that and start spreading your wings out. Sometimes I say in worship, throw your arms out to the side. And just hold them out to visualize what you are and who you are. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Renew, reset, recalibrate, reset your strength. 
they shall mount up. See what happens when you reset your mind, you start to mount, you start to lift, you start to feel that wind velocity coming up under those wings and swirling around and you can start feeling takeoff about to begin. That happens when you reset. So quit looking down at the chicken pen and start lifting your head. The Bible's always talking about lift your head for your redemption draws nigh. You'll mount up like wings as eagles. You'll soar where you're supposed to soar. That's what you were meant to do, to rise high above earthly things. Now, some people say, well, am I allowed to enjoy life? Like a lot of people take this scripture to mean that we've got to be just so heavenly minded like monks. <laughs> we got to go to some monastery somewhere. We got to, uh, you know, uh, check out of real life and be in church all the time. You know, when you, if you grew up in a, in a, in a preacher's family, you were in church all the time. Uh, you know, and some ministers think they can't have any fun. They just got to always be religious and in church and reading the Bible all the time and never have any fun and never do anything enjoyable. I'm not saying that we can't enjoy earthly things. It's just putting everything in its proper perspective. I always say this, if you put Jesus in his place, he'll put you in your place. So we've got to make sure that, you know, the things of life aren't more important than God. But don't second guess yourself enjoying the things of life. Man, I have all kinds of accoutrements going on in my life. What's accoutrements? <laughs> accoutrements, uh, the French word is accoutrement, which means I have a lot of little things that I like. Like, for instance, I love collecting watches. I, have, I am an avid watch enthusiast. It helps me check out of, of all the things that my mind gets bogged down with. It's a totally separate hobby and, and you know enthusiastic thing that I like to do to help my mind check out. It's an earthly thing, but I'm not going to feel condemned or guilty for enjoying that. Now, I don't have a ton of expensive watches, but I have several of them, and it's my business how many I have, not yours. But I promise you, I don't have any high-end luxury watches. I'm living on a missionary support, y'all, and if anybody out there <laughs> wants to bless a brother with a nice Rolex, I'm not going to say no, I promise you. But what I'm saying is that you can enjoy earthly things, just don't let them own you. You can own earthly things. You can have a boat and a Harley Davidson. And when you drive it or when you ride it, give God the glory for it. You know, the nice things that God gives you in life, if you get a nice pair of kicks or if you have a really nice, I have a Mini Cooper. It's not an expensive car. But we bought it this last year. God opened the door and helped us buy. And you know what? I'm enjoying that car. I like Mini Coopers. I like the freedom they bring. And but but it doesn't own me. It's not an idol to me. I won't let it become an idol. So when I say set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, don't get all religious on me, because I'm not talking about oh, don't be worldly, and don't be, you know, temporal with the things of life. No, I'm not. Come on, guys. I, I am encouraging you. The Bible says God has given us all things to richly enjoy. God wants us to enjoy this life. He wants us to enjoy the things he have, we have, but he also wants us to give him the glory. Give him the credit. When someone, I remember one time a Kirby vacuum cleaner, literally, I had a Kirby vacuum salesman come to my house to try to sell me a vacuum. This was several years ago. And he walked in our house 
And he was just like, wow, I love this place. And I mean, you know, it wasn't a big mansion or anything, but it was my wife, our first, we owned our first house and we, we just decorated it really nice. And you know, you know how it is when you, when you first move into your first house, you're going to treat it with loving care. And he walked in and he was like, man, every room. I said, man, this place is really nice, really nice. And at one point during his sale, he said, you must have all your ducks together, all your ducks in a row. And I was like, immediately, the first thing I thought of when he said that was, yes, because the Lord has truly blessed us. And I said that. I didn't get all religious about it, but I've always tried to be sensitive to let others see that it's not I that have brought things into my life, but God has given it to me. And if I can purposely draw people's attention to Jesus, then that's what I want to do. Okay. So you can have earthly things. Just don't set your heart and your affection on them. Don't put your whole being into just the stuff that you have. Cause man, it's going to get old. It's going to rust. It's you're going to end up, you know, it's nice when you get that new couch, man, it's nice. But then after about six weeks, it's like an old couch. You can't let your mind. So when you reset your mind, you've got to prioritize. You got to start here, start now, start where you are, start in faith, see yourself as seated with Christ in heavenly places, and then don't put your affections or set your your lusts, your earthly lusts, that's not a sexual word. That could be lusts of material things, lusts of money, lusts of fame, lusts of respect. You may lust after respect. Don't, don't, don't let your mind be owned or controlled by the things of the world. Uh, I had a friend many years ago who told me, whenever I start feeling greedy, whenever I start feeling greedy, it's time to give something away. And it's not give away the least of my things, but find something valuable and purge myself of greed, purge myself of, you know, ownership of that thing because it's starting to own me and we can get there. So we have to live a disciplined mind. We have to have a disciplined mindset when it comes to our possessions. Sometimes we just have to give it away. And I've done that over the years. I don't do it all the time. I'm not perfect. I'm not Mother Teresa. Sometimes I get owned by my stuff. And I have to regularly just say, okay, Lord, this is not as important as I think it is. And there's been times that I've given some really nice things in my life away. I knew it was the Holy Spirit telling me to do it. I didn't want to, but I pressed through and did it because I knew that I couldn't be controlled by greed or pride or earthly possessions. We're talking about setting your mind on things above. Those are the things that are godly prayer and and spending time in his presence and connecting with Jesus and loving your neighbors and being in church all those things but that's not the only thing that it means setting your things setting your mind on things above when you stop putting your mind on earthly things your mind begins to elevate to the more important things sometimes heavenly things are your marriage and your relationship your connections your community I mean, those, those things get missed a lot. Those things get missed a lot because we go to church, but we don't have church. We don't have family. We don't have community. So set your minds on the more important things in life, what really matters. It's not just religious things. Those are a part of it, but it's more importantly 
not letting your mind be owned by earthly things. And I was just telling you a few minutes ago that one time uh, I was really into sunglasses. Okay, that's just me. You can judge me if you want, but I really liked sunglasses. It was just cool. Again, it was another one of my accoutrements, my accoutrement. All right. It was one of those little things that I like to have and do. And I, you know, didn't have a lot of pair of sunglasses, but I had one really, really nice pair. It was expensive. And um, as I was going into church one day, the Lord told me to give those sunglasses away to someone in our worship team. And I was like, oh, man, you know, it was like and I knew it was God. I knew it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. You know, because the devil's never going to tell you to give something nice away. <laughs> He's just not going to do it. The devil's going to tell you to hoard it, to hog it, to protect it, to cherish it, to love it, to worship it, to make it an idol. So sometimes we got to just cast our idols down. We're talking about setting our minds on things above, not earthly things, because it's very important that we lay this foundation before we talk about the whole resetting our life, because this is part of it. You have to start. You have to make that strong start. So I walked into the sanctuary, the auditorium, if you will, and I walked right up. I, I Listen, when God tells you to do something, you can't delay or stalk it, you know, walk around it and go, okay, Lord, uh, you know, get up the courage to obey. It's just good to just be obedient immediately. You got to discipline yourself. You got to push yourself through. And rather than ignore it and think, well, maybe that was me and maybe that's not God, I just decided that, you know, the request or what I call the ask. God will always give you the ask, you know? And he, he said, I want you to give your glasses away to so-and-so. And I just happened to know that this person, I already knew it before I even got into the building that the person God was speaking to me to, speaking to me about was he was an avid fan of sunglasses. And I just knew, I just knew, and I walked up to him and the first thing he said to me was, man, them sunglasses are awesome. <laughs> and I was like, it was just like confirmation after confirmation. I knew God was telling me to do it. And you know, guys, you may think, man, this is such a small thing. Tony's a pair of sunglasses, no big deal. But do you know how easy it is to get attached to tiny little idols in your back pocket, on your hand, on your wrist, on your forehead. And I knew these sunglasses had to go. And I said, man, I'm just going to tell you this. I, I don't really want to tell you this because I'm just transparent like that. I'm honest. I said, the Lord spoke to me just before I came in here and told me to give these sunglasses to you. <laughs> and then the next thing I said was, do you want them? Because <laughs> if, if he would have said, nah, I don't, nah, that's cool, man. You don't have to do that. I would have been, okay, good, good. No, but he said, absolutely. So, man, I took him off my forehead and I handed them to him. Now, in doing that little thing, and I did let go of them, I released them. Do you know, it's not even a big deal right now. It's like I could care less right now. But at the time, it was an attachment. That's an earthly thing. It was okay to have it, but we got to keep it in perspective. And I think the Lord even may be speaking to some of you today about purging yourself of greed, getting your mind off of earthly things, letting your mind... Because listen, guys, if we want to live the victorious life in our minds and in our life, then we've got to set our minds on higher things. You can have all the nice things you want. Just don't let them have you. 
So Colossians 3 and 2, let's read it clearly. Set, purpose, focus, give yourself, set your minds on things above where you are, who you are, not on earthly things. Hey guys, I just want to take a a quick spot here to tap you on the shoulder and remind you to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review and share it with one or two other people in your relationships that need to hear what you've heard today. Um, These are three powerful ways that you can help us bring more awareness to this podcast, this platform, and uh, get content out to more and more people so we can help them discover how to have peace and joy in every area of your life. So let's jump back in. We're about halfway through, and uh, I'll come back at the end with a few closing comments. Now, some of you are listening to this, you're thinking, man, that was a lot of time on that one little verse. That's how I read the Bible. That's how I read. I let that verse just marinate in my mind for a very long time. Um, I used to read through the Bible, you know, once a year. I was, you know, I had my little daily Bible readings and I'd read it once a year. But nowadays, it's taking me much longer to get through the Bible. Sometimes it's taking me up to two years because I like to take my time when I read the word, marinate on it, let it set in my spirit, concentrate on single words and let my mind just mind map and go into tangents on certain words so that I can really explore the depth of God's word in my life. And I encourage you to do that as you're reading the word. It really does. It's a thorough cleansing of your mind, especially when you read the new covenant When you read the words of Jesus and you read the words of the Apostle Paul and you make your journey through the New Covenant, you know, I say all the time, I live my life on the right side of the New Testament divider in my Bible. That's where I spend most of my mental focus and energy and spiritual engagement is in the New Covenant because that's where I live. That's what saved me. Um, The Old Testament has a lot of rich, powerful things, but it's all filtered through the new covenant. And so I take my time in the word and I want to encourage you when you set your mind to the word of God, that's one of the ways we set our minds on things above. You want to dive deep. Lord say, take me deep into your word, Lord. And talk to Jesus. Talk to him like a friend. Talk to him like your park ranger. Where are we going today, God? I'm excited. You got your boots on, you're strapped up with your backpack and your lunchbox or your whatever it is, your compass and your pocket knife. And you're asking Jesus to take you on an adventure. Jesus says, follow me. Follow me doesn't mean sign up for a club. Follow me doesn't mean sign up for a class or a teaching or give a pledge and an oath. Signing up to follow Jesus means you show up and you go where he goes. You ask him and don't let your life, don't let your Christian life be boring. See, setting your mind on things above is an exciting adventure. It's it's so amazing where God will take you. Even when you're sitting in a chair in the Bible, God will take you into realms unknown. He will fill your imagination with possibilities. And, and, and instead of seeing impossibilities and brick walls, you're going to see open doors. You're going to see portals into things in your future and your life. You're going to dream dreams and see visions. And I'm not talking about some kooky, 
hypnotic, you know, hippie child trance. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real imaginations being stirred and excitement and, and comfort and clarity and direction. God does that in the word, but you got to let him take you on that journey over the streams and through forests and into caves and go spelunking with God in the word of God. What's spelunking? It's deep cave, deep cave dwelling, you know, and because Jesus is the ultimate cave dweller. He was born in a cave, he was buried in a cave, and he rose from the cave. And uh, I'll teach you that sometimes. That's a powerful word called, uh, you know, being being in the cave. We'll talk about that later. But But this is what I'm saying. When you set your mind, you're like, okay, God, where are we going today? I'm so excited. Setting your minds on things above. That's why we take so much time during these podcasts in a certain scripture. Because before I started this podcast, I prayed. I said, Lord, let me have your mind. See, we, we have the mind of Christ. Did you know that? You can think like him and imagine like him and dream like him. Christ has no limitations in his mind. Christ has no barriers in his mind. Christ has no walls around him. He sees through walls. He walks through walls. And sometimes we we see down here, we see limitations. We see hindrances and obstacles and impossibilities, but we have the mind of Christ. And sometimes it takes a little while to transition into that type of thinking. Even right now, as I'm talking to you, on this podcast and as God is directing me through these scriptures some I don't have any of this written down I'm just spending time because I do have a little five-step thing that I'm going to share we may have to get to that next time but I'm telling you when you set your mind you're actually saying Lord take me inside your mind you know people would love I know some people would love to get in the mind of Elon Musk what makes him think how he invents and his creativity and his in intelligence and his genius with what he's creating. He's always got something going on that's, you know, barrier breaking and, and, and mind blowing. But see, God wants to blow your mind. And when I say that, he wants to blow off the limitations. He wants to blow off the way you think limited and small. So when you set your minds on things above, what you're saying is, I want to come up out of this low range vision I need to see beyond. I want to put on the Iron Man mask where I can see things like I've never seen them before. You're asking God to give you a new set of lenses to see things with. And so when I sit in front of the word, I'm saying, and this was an often a prayer of mine. I sit myself in front of the word and I go, God, let me see through things. Let me see beyond what's right in front of me. Help me to get excited. Start. I'm starting here, but I also want him to take me there. Take me to places I've never been in my mind. If you can't get there in your mind, you won't get there in real life. God is all about the imaginations. He's all about starting things inside your imagination. We know when we're kids, we think that we're Buzz Lightyear. We dream of that. But do you know that God really wants to take us to infinity and beyond? in our mind. And if you can't see it in your mind, it won't be a reality in life. God, help me to pray bigger. Help me to see bigger. Help me to see myself where you see me. And God will begin to put imaginations in you. But if you don't take your time through the word of God, you're never going to really make progress in your life. You have to, you have to take that journey with the Lord. God will tell you how much he loves you. 
God will tell you that your past is over. God, the Holy Spirit will tell you deep inside that you are more than you think you are and you're not as bad as you think you are. That you're loved deeply. That God is for you and he's excited for you and he believes in you. See all these things that we need to do to set our minds above. So we got to take that moment, take that time before we open up the Bible. I want, guys, I want to inspire you to become students of the word of God. Not in a collegiate manner, but I'm talking about a love and a passion and a hunger to hear what God has to say. And some people say, man, I just need a word from God. That's why you're listening to this podcast, because you need a word from God. Tony, man, I need a word from God. You know how to get a word from God? Get into the word of God, because you'll get a word from God if you're in the word of God. I say that so often. But that's how we discover how to have peace and joy in every area of our life is through his words. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the words of Christ. That's the literal translation. I've said that too. Your faith is going to come alive when you're in the words of Christ in that new covenant. So set your minds on things above. Get out of the chicken coop, guys. You don't belong down here. You literally don't belong in the chicken coop, not even part-time, not even, not even for a second. Start putting those wings out. Stop looking at the chickens and the buzzards around you and imitating them and doing what they do and thinking like they think and pecking your corn every day. That's all you do. Peck for corn and beg and balk around Stop doing that. It's time to start feeling that wind circulation under your wings. I speak it to you right now while you're driving down the road, while you're on that subway, while you got your AirPods in, whatever you're doing, wherever you're listening to this, I'm speaking over you right now to mount up and get above. Be lifted. Take flight. Elevate yourself through the word of God. Let the wind, the mighty rushing wind, it's a mighty rushing wind. And it wasn't sent on the day of Pentecost to blow people over. Some people just think that the Holy Ghost is just for falling out in a big church service. And some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. Some people think that the Holy Ghost is just so that the preacher can touch you on the forehead and you fall down on the ground. No, no. The mighty rushing wind was sent to you to elevate your experience with him, with God, with others, with your family, with your marriage, with your job, every area of your, man, I'm just preaching right now to somebody. Get out of that stinking thinking and start elevating, set your mind to go higher, to go above, to get out of this sea level mentality. Stop holding on. And stop cherishing and letting the things of earth own you. Own them, enjoy them, but don't let them own you. Set your minds. This is how we reset our life. By setting, purposing, focusing, putting our attention on where Jesus wants to take us. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me and I'll I'll give you dreams and visions that you never thought before. Follow me and I'll show you paths you never thought possible. Follow me. And I'll give you a life of miracles. Follow me and I'll set you straight. Follow me and I'll help your relationships be all they can be. Follow me and I'll make your marriage the best it can possibly be. Follow me and I'll align your finances. Follow me and I'll help you raise your children. Follow me 
and I'll help you fulfill your dreams in ministry and in career and in business. Follow me and I'll help you put things in proper perspective. Follow me. Set your minds on things above. God doesn't just walk on this on the planes of this earth. When he starts stepping, he starts elevating. And when you start stepping, you're like a ninja, like those ninjas, man. They can just jump over those roofs and walk on air. I'm telling you, God has plans for you that you never thought possible when you set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Hey guys, that's all the time we have for today. Next week, part two, it's going to be powerful. I promise you, I'm not making this up. Hey, before you go, set your mind to subscribe to this podcast. Share it with someone you know that really needs to learn how to set their mind on things above and leave us a review. Write a review. You can put some stars on there, but we want to know what you're thinking. And until next time, hope y'all enjoy this week. We'll see you.